Here we go. Sales burnout. It's a real thing. But how do we recognize the signs and what are some massive strategies for sales burnout prevention? Hey there, my friends, Dan Deegan here. Um, going solo today. Ryan had a few things he needed to take care of. Uh, he will be back tomorrow, y'all. So for today's episode, um, we're talking about sales burnout. You know, now I think more than ever, probably, salespeople that were used to those COVID times, right? Where during COVID, I mean, let's call, let's call a spade a spade, right? During COVID, um, it was calls coming to you, right? For the most part, a lot of salespeople didn't have to do a ton of outbound soliciting to get their business during COVID. If they had trucks, if they had relationships, if they had any customers, a lot of the times they were looking for more for, for more trucks, not only more trucks, but during COVID, customers were looking for more services, right? A lot of customers went to, um, you know, all of a sudden doing warehousing and all these other things that Ryan and I have talked about numerous times. So now what happens is we hit, we go into a, a lull in our industry. And over the last almost 30 years that I've been in this industry, um, I've realized one thing, most of the burnout comes in lulls. And there's a couple of things that I wrote down that I want to examine today um, with you. And really the, the one of the biggest things that I want to share is before we dive into strategies, we really should examine why we feel burnt out. What is it that we're doing in our day that burns us out? And I remember back, uh, so the last time I got burnt out in this industry was back in 2008, 2009. And prior to that, I'll share a quick story with you, which will put a lot of these strategies into context, if you will. Um, prior to that, I was having the best time I ever had in the industry. And then in 2008, 2009, when the, the bottom of the economy fell out, um, I started to get burnt out. I started to hate the industry. I started to dislike clients and prospects and everything. And I had to stop and ask myself, why? Like, why do I, did I love this a month ago? And why do I hate it now? And I started looking at it and I realized I didn't enjoy my strategy. I didn't enjoy my customers. And when I dug down deep, those were the two big things that I didn't enjoy. And let's look at it this way. If you don't enjoy something, um, but it has to be done. Okay. So say hypothetically, for example, you, you hate cutting the grass, but you know, it has to be done and you can't bring anyone in to cut the grass. You have to cut it yourself, right? We have a couple of options. So one is we can say, okay, um, I'm not going to do it and just let the grass grow along and then every all your neighbors are going to hate you. Or B, you do it. Now, would you rather do something that you hate or would you rather figure out a way to make it worthwhile? So what I started doing, because I'm not a very big, I, I think cutting grass is kind of like one of those things where um, I want the fastest tractor that can cut it the fastest to not waste my time. So what I started doing is I started gamifying the way I cut the grass and I would cut it in sections and I would time myself for the sections and then I would try and get better. And I turned it into a game over time. Grass cutting became fun again. 
And I know it probably sounds silly that I'm saying grass cutting is fun, but the reality is it became fun. So what I did is I go back to this when we're in logistics and I say, okay, how number one, my first strategy for obviously after you examine, why am I feeling burnt out? Right. My number one thing is go back to enjoying your reach out strategy. Because one of the things that I have found in speaking to a ton of salespeople in preparation for today, as well as my own kind of strategy, structure, and feelings when, when I've gone through kind of the highs and lows of this industry, is it's so apparent that when we dislike one of the main things we need to do, which is reaching out, which is prospecting, which is bringing people in, um, it burns us out. If you don't like doing something and you have to do it every day, it starts adding to that stress level that you have when you come into work. It, you know, 70, they, they're saying now statistically 70% of the population hates their job. I mean, 70% of the people are going to something they hate every day to stay alive, to stay like in the, in the mix, if you will. Um, so my first thing is I looked at when I started the burnout, I said, like, what was my strategy? And I realized I hated the way I was cold calling, the way I was prospecting. So I said to myself, I got to figure out how I can enjoy this more. And that brings us to um, exactly what I do today. Like all of my, probably 99% of my reach out strategy before and to qualify before I even speak to a person is all done via email. Because I love email. And why do I love email? And some people say, well, you know, people email because they're afraid of cold calls. I mean, I guess some do. I disagree with that total generalization. I love email for a couple of different reasons. So one reason is I love words and I love getting better, better and better. And I'm, I'm trying to master my craft of email where I can make my emails as short as possible, but deliver the biggest punch. So again, that's kind of gamifying it. B, I'm hitting them on an inbox that they can reply to at any time. Because what I've realized is, especially over the last, you know, 36, 48 months, um, more and more prospects are getting more and more frustrated with the phone. Right. I, I said this at a recent event. I said, you, you know, imagine getting called 50 times a day and people saying the same thing. I don't know about you guys, but when I get called once a day for duck cleaning, it totally ruins my 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 focus, my my goal, like my my drive into what I was doing. Like I totally get thrown off. And then I find it takes me a little while to get back on track. Right. So for me. The first thing I did was I, I changed that reach out strategy because if this is the major part of my business and if you're in sales, the major part of your business, I don't care how much business you have, should be prospecting and reaching out because you always need to bring in to new customers to build your business or maintain your business during people's highs and lows of the seasons, right? Especially in today's day and age, you know, you have customers that might have been on fire two years ago which are so slow right now, be, just because of the economy, because of what's going on. So if you if you have other prospects that are raising, you know, so for example, right now, as we sit, we're what, the 30th of October, as we sit here right now, you know, a lot of people's business is doing even more of this because they're getting kind of the end, but Christmas trees and rocks and road salt and all that are starting to pick up. 
So you see, as you prospect and you put clients in different sections of your annual business that have highs and lows, you'll always allow yourself to kind of either maintain or consistently grow in numbers over the year. So, but that all starts with your reach out strategy. So number one is examine why you feel burnt out. Number two is change the reach out strategy to one you enjoy doing where you can kind of gamify it, right? I love video messaging and emails. Those are my two major outreach because recording a video and getting better at the video and, and having people reply saying, yes, I'm interested, or even people replying saying, no, I'm not interested at the time. I'm like, perfect. I disqualified you from my overall campaign. Now, I don't have to spend 10 minutes with you on the phone disqualifying you. I did it in three seconds with an email. Big reasons why I love emails. The second thing I had to realize, and I think a lot of us in the industry do this and not very many of us want to talk about it. The second thing is I realized I needed better clients. So let me explain it to you this way. You probably have clients right now that you don't really like dealing with. And in 2008, 2009, when we faced somewhat of a, a downfall like we're facing now, um, I started having clients come back to me left, right, and center saying like, listen, we need to look at costs. We need to look at costs. We need to look at costs, right? Which you're probably having or you've had over this past year. Um and I got so frustrated because I always felt like the client never really understood how much we did for them. And, and maybe you're feeling the same way right now. You know, you're thinking in your head, I've done so much for you. And this is kind of how I got repaid. And this was my, you know, truthfully, it was my thought. I was pissed off. I was angry. Like I was literally angry at clients because they're trying to save money to keep their company alive. And I, I know it sounded like, and now when, when you hear me say it, it must be like, oh my gosh, Dan, are you stupid? Like what's wrong with you? But this was the thought pattern I was in. And because I was in that thought pattern, I thought all my clients were horrible. And I share this story with you because I don't want you to get in that thought pattern. But what I also want you to look at is are all of your customers good customers? And I realized when I asked myself that hard question and I dove deep into every single customer, like, is it a two-way street? Do they, you know, do we work together to solve problems or is it more of demand? Dan, you need to fix this or else I'm replacing you kind of thing. Um, I looked at numbers, right? How many times have we quoted them based on business? What am I missing? How am I missing it? And so I started diving into all of these things that fall under the big move of get better customers. And I realized probably 60% of my customers um, I disliked dealing with because of the way they did business. But because of the fact that I wanted a commission check, because of the fact that I wanted the profit, I let it slide. And when I really eliminated burnout, in my life when it came to freight sales was when I really started enjoying my reach out strategy and I really started bringing in customers that I love to work with. And since that point, every time I get to this, this point or this crossroads in my business where 
I start to not want to wake up in the morning, right? Or I start to lag in getting out of bed. I start, to, and I'm not talking about sleeping through your alarm. I'm talking about when it's time to get up. You're like, oh my gosh, today's Monday. Ugh, I hate it because I've always, when I was young, my, my dad always instilled in me. He says, you know, Dan, you're going to be much happier waking up to a job you love that pays 15 bucks an hour than a job you hate that pays 30. Overall, in your life, you're going to be happier. And if you take that philosophy and you translate it into burnout, if you're happy and your work does not feel like work, it's fun. You have a great time. You enjoy yourself. Burnout comes less. And there's been times where I haven't had a vacation in three, four years and didn't even care because I loved what I was doing so much. There's times when I get lost and time disappears because I love what I'm doing. And that's the point that we, we need, we should really prioritize ourselves on getting to in order to help us avoid burnout. Because if you've been there, um, and, and by all means, whether you're listening to this live or you're listening to this on the podcast later, share with us, DM me, like, have you been burning out? Right. And, and, and if you've been burning out, just do yourself the favor, examine why. And I can almost guarantee it's going to fall into one of those two categories. You don't enjoy your reaching out strategy or you need to get better clients. You know what? You might even need to get a better company that treats you for you. So these things are are critical when it comes to burnout. And, you know, sorry, I got something in my eye here. Um, the, the big thing that I see anyways with burnout is we don't pay attention to it fast enough, right? So, so and, and think of it like this. If, if you guys have ever, and, and gals have ever experienced this, right? So you come into work, you got some business, you, you kind of, whether you, whether you want to face it or not, you probably procrastinate on, on selling or on outreaching to new clients. Um, you fill your day with more of things you shouldn't be doing like operations. And, and, and again, this depends on the level you're in. If, if you're a cradle to grave, then it's operations, but your transition from opera. So say if you're cradle to grave, your transitions from, from operations, sales takes longer. Um, you're procrastinating. If you really be honest with yourself and delve deep, you might be procrastinating in making those calls or procrastinating in that next step or procrastinating in sending the email or procrastinating and saying, Hey, is it time to buy? Are we in? Let's go. Um, there's areas of your sales that you're going to procrastinate in that then leads to no sales for a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And what does that then lead to? That then leads to disbelief in your abilities. That then leads to you believing you're disconnected with the world of sales. And, and I see this in people that have had massive amounts of success and they've stopped selling because they're too involved in the business and they're on the day-to-day -day and they're running it. And all of a sudden they realize it's been six months. I haven't sold. I'm about to lose a customer. Oh my God, I better get back on the phones. And maybe, maybe you've felt that before. I've seen it over and over. I've done it over and over in my business. And because of that, sales becomes this challenge. 
because we are sitting there going, do I still have it? There's been, there's been so many times I've questioned myself on it. And because I'm questioning myself, because I don't have the confidence in myself, that sales or that attempted sales leads to burnout because nothing seems to happen. And especially, and this is especially um, profound as you get busier and busier or better and better at your job, right? At your career. So you start, you start in the business, you're doing a thousand, 2000 a month. Then you get up to like 50, 60, 70, 80, a hundred grand a month in GP, right? So now you're busy, you're rocking and rolling. And then let's say you lose a couple of customers. It's been six, seven months. And now you're going down to like 60, 40, 50 G's a month in GP. So you're in essence cutting your, your, your annual income in half, right? Now you start getting worried because you're used to this annual income and you're used to the lifestyle it provides and then it cuts in half. But because you have not sold, right? So this goes back to examine why you feel burnout or why you're starting to feel burnout. Because you have not sold, you A, feel out of touch. When you hear no and you've generated this massive amount of business in your daily life, right? And you hear no you start to doubt yourself because what we tend to think, and again, share with me if this is the case, what we tend to think is, well, I got to this level, like I'm so good at sales, but you got to that level because they were like-minded prospects, right? Because you got better clients. Not every client is a good client. We've spoke about that a million times on this show. So, what happens is we start second guessing ourselves, And then when we start second guessing ourselves, we never examine why we're feeling the burnout. We just second guess ourselves, And then that leads to self-doubt. And if you continue every day with self-doubt, that brings your overall demeanor and your overall belief in yourself down. Bringing all of that down starts to cause burnout. Man, I need a vacation. I had had a vacation in a while. You know, Here's, and don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy vacations, I love vacations, especially if it's a beach or snowmobiling, but I don't need vacations to be happy because I love what I do. I love how I do it. And I do that because I've said I am going to always strive to get better clients and I am going to enjoy my outreach strategy. And I think like we can get into a whole other multiple different levels of how to avoid burnout in sales. But these are two of the most important, sorry, I'm going to say three, three of the most important pieces. And I only wanted to talk about three today. Examine why you feel you're getting burnt out. Enjoy your reach out strategy. So whatever strategy is best for you, just do that. You can listen to all the gurus, including Ryan and myself on this show every day. And if you don't enjoy cold calling, then don't start with a cold call. If you enjoy video messaging and you, you know, you're about grabbing your phone and saying, how am I going to get better at this next video? Let's try and do something new. And, you know, and maybe you're, you're an editing person where you're trying, or you're trying to show a demo. And how do I show that demo better? Right. These are the questions you ask yourself. And then you reach out according to what, kind of cranks your boat, for lack of a better term. And then as you're doing it, you enjoy doing it more and more. So when you hear no, it's like, yes, okay, perfect. I'm on the right track. 
because people are starting to respond rather than no response. And then what I do is I constantly try and get better at qualifying because when I bring the right people on the bus and I surround myself with the right people day in, day out, day in, day out, you are going to find that you start enjoying what you do more. And when we enjoy it, it's impossible to burn out. Right. And again, this comes from every aspect. Say you're at a point where you're running rampant in your business and you're like, you're going crazy. Why? Examine why. Why are you going crazy? What's the reach out strategy that you're not liking? Right. Maybe the reach out strategy is the point that um, I'm not enjoying being in operation. So maybe you need to hire somebody and bite the bullet so you can get back into sales right? Your, your reach out strategy is null and void. So you're not enjoying what you're doing because you're doing too much operations, right? So maybe there's a bullet you got to bite. Maybe you're sitting there and you're going, I'm not enjoying this because I've got clients that are asking me for this rate, that rate, this rate, that rate, this rate, that rate, and I'm getting no business. So I'm not seeing my, my income rise, but I'm, I'm very busy, but I'm not converting, right? Like if you think about it, all of it goes back to these three points. No matter where you are, if you start to examine, you change to start to enjoy how you're reaching out or how you're you're building your business, right? Because in essence, reach out is building your business. And then you start to determine and really start to get better clients, better people, better, I should just say, surround yourself with better people instead of getting better clients. But you surround yourself with really good people. All of a sudden, you start enjoying what you're doing. And for some of you, I mean, I hate to say it, but for some of you, that might be switching companies. It just might. And when you start to put all of these together, you can really eliminate burnout altogether. I believe you can. I really do. I think that, um, you know, we sometimes use burnout as a cop-out. And we don't take the time to be truthful and honest with ourselves and examine our business for what it really is. Like when's the last time that you sanitized your pipeline? And what I mean by that is looked at all of your prospects that you have and said, have I really qualified these people? All right? Look at your customer base and say, based on my ideal client profile, are these the people I want to deal with long-term? And I'm sorry to customers out there that might be listening, but the fact is, as much as you pick us, we need to pick you. Because if you surround yourself every day with people you dislike, you will soon pretty much become a virus in your own life when it comes to business. Because... People that don't like what they do and don't like to be around them typically blow themselves up. And what does that mean? That means you stop selling. Business goes downhill. This industry sucks. You can't make money in this industry. Like you can make more than neurosurgeons in this industry by a long shot. You can do way more than any industry in this industry by a long shot. Like do a 360 where you are right now. Everything you see is touch the truck. There's opportunity, endless opportunity everywhere. And if we don't master these pieces of ourselves so we can come out every day with fire and, and like just vigor 
you know, if we can't be bold, fierce, and unrelenting in chasing our dreams, how do we be bold, fierce, and unrelenting in chasing our dreams? We do things we like. So some of you might be saying, yeah, but Dan, like sales is tough. And I, how do I like sales? Sales is not tough. It is tough because the strategy you're using, you don't like. That's what makes it tough. It's Sales is fairly simple. Here's what I believe in. This is what I know I can do. This is what I've done before. Does it interest you? No? Thank you. It's nothing against you. It's just the fact that where you are right now, if you're in your house, and, and uh, a friend of mine, Catherine, once told me, you know, then think of it like this. If you're in your house and you fall on and smack your head on the coffee table and your forehead's bleeding and somebody knocks on your door and you open the door and they're trying to sell you pots and pans, at that moment, you're not hungry. You're worried about your head. Are you going to listen to them? No. Okay. What if the same scenario and somebody knocks on your door and they're a nurse or a doctor? At that point, that matters. So why would you not constantly be looking for that nurse or doctor? That's getting better clients. And the ability to say, when I bring somebody on the bus, they're the right person. That makes your reach out strategy. That helps you enjoy it because you're bringing those people on that you enjoy being with. So it's no longer, I worked months and I'm pissed off. I worked, I worked months on this account and I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. See, this is where real burnout happens. Is when we bring the wrong, as Simon Sinek says in, in Start With Why, you get the right people on the bus. But we bring the wrong people on the bus. Why do we do that in our industry? Because they have freight. Because we want a commission check. Right? Call a spade a spade. You want to gain revenue. Or maybe you're getting pushed to put numbers on the board. One of the two. But either one of those is the reason you bring, in my opinion, crap customers through the door. Because it's like, I just want to put numbers up. But you're giving energy to things you dislike. And over time, that dislike, that energy. So if, you're, if your meter is like pounding that energy level, over time, those clients start chipping away at it. And then you find yourself at a third of the energy or a quarter of the energy you had ever when you were coming in. That's when burnout happens. So those are some strategies, again, to avoid burnout. So number one is examine why you feel burnt out. What is it? Is it the customers? Is it like what's happening? Two, start rethinking your reach out strategy to something you enjoy and keep doing it until you like keep refining it, keep like gamify it. How do I get better at this? How do I get better at this? How do I get punchier? How do I get more direct? How do I get more replies? How do I ensure somebody replies to me even if it's a no, right? That's your second. And then third is always strive to get better people around you. And that includes better clients, better colleagues, you know, ones that support you, friends that support you, people that really look for you. Because when you have this support from both your ops, your team, your managers, your com your your customers, like your company in general, your friends, your family. All of a sudden, everything you do starts adding up to more and more energy, more and more motivation, more and more inspiration in what you're doing. And that is the gold. That is where you want to be. 
Thank you so much, my friends. Um, listen, we are still offering in the show notes here. If you're listening to this on the podcast or live right now, the show notes, you're going to find a 30-day trial for Bridger. We encourage you to get in because it is the number one CRM platform for logistics providers in today's day and age, and we're constantly making it better. Until next time, go out there and make every call educational and crush your sales, my friends. Thank you. 